I've gone live. I am recording. Right. <laughs> There's always some kind of fuck up, isn't there, John? It wouldn't be chasing descent if there wasn't. Exactly, exactly. But we are we are currently able to see and hear each other, so that's a good start. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. Maybe everyone that goes to this ra- these rallies should carry a rock, right? Right. Just one rock. Right. And then instead of throwing tennis balls, if suddenly a hundred thousand or a million people are throwing a rock, the police might think again. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks. A second hand car and a new pair of socks, I want liberty without conditions. We're live and good evening everyone from a Scottish man in a van and France and from an Englishman in a wall, a, a, sorry, in a room with a stud wall that he built himself. Hold on. There's a stud wall. Stud it's wall. Real. It's real. So I... it's good evening, everyone, and it's Chasing Descent episode 10. 10. Uh... Ah, wow. 10. 10. You've actually put up with us for 10 shows. It's incredible. Incredible, I say. John, what's the wine of the week? The wine of the week is a cheeky little Sauvignon Blanc from Intermarché. It comes in a one-litre bottle. It is €3.71. Oh, that's cheap as fuck. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's that's... perfectly palatable. I mean, I, I, one of my friends was in... Uh, London and he went to the pub yesterday before the rally and yeah. uh, he was paying 650 for a pint well my wife went to the pub the other night with her son and she had a couple of wines and then she thought I'd like to go home but I'd like a glass of wine so can I purchase a bottle of wine from the pub and the pub man said yes you may purchase a bottle of wine yep. so she came home with a litre of Sauvignon Blanc yep. for 10 euros that's not too bad from a pub, is it? From a pub. That's not too bad at yeah. all. And and it was a litre. The only condition was, can you bring the bottle back, please? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's a good condition. We're just going to disappear off screen for... Well, we're not, actually. Um, give me a sec. If what are you doing? Well, I, wanted to, I wanted to do something, but I can't get us off the screen, John. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Right. I think we're so, in full screen. I'm, I'm not sure. This, this is, listen, stop fucking about. It Let's, works. What? We're working. It's right. fine. Yeah. Right. We're working. Listen, this is a monumental occasion because both of us were out yesterday. Yes, we were. Both of us were out. You went out protesting as well. I did. I went to Poitiers. And how was it? It was, um, it was fairly low key. Um, I did a couple of live streams. The the the, the people were uh, there were a good good um, good selection of people. It was young, middle aged, or young, not so young, middle aged, older people. There was a whole gamut of people there, kids as well. So the friends are taking this seriously. There was yeah. maybe two two hundred to start with, and it kind of built up to about three hundred by the time we left. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, it was okay. Um, the union was there in, in force. There were three police officers observing the <laughs> this proceedings. Right. It was right outside the Marie, or the Hotel de Ville, actually, because it's bigger than the, it's a city. And um, some poor, unfortunate girl was getting married. <laughs> so she what had a like, time. She had 300 people watching her coming down the stairs as she came out of the Hotel de Ville. I mean, I mean, what, what, what a time! But, but ultimately, how, how do you feel? Um, the mood is in your country. Oh, the French are pissed. I think the French are pissed. I think, um, I think there's a lot of people, kind of. Yeah, it's like it's it's like Britain to a degree. You know, there's a lot of people don't give a shit and and they don't care because it doesn't affect them because. Yeah. The French are funny because you know you 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 speak to French people that live in a village, and they've never been more than twenty kilometers from the village. Right. You know, never twenty kilometers from the village, and they've never been. Have they been to Paris? No, no. You know, have you been to Bordeaux? No. Have you been to uh, Have you been to Poitiers? No. <laughs> I mean, they've just been nowhere. These people just live in the village. Yeah. But, the the younger people and and the people that do travel and and do understand and and you know um, they they're pissed and and the good thing is the doctors and nurses are pissed as well because there was doctors and nurses there as well. I saw. I I, I mean I didn't see from your particular protest, yeah. but 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 I definitely saw there are doctors and nurses at several hospitals throwing the throwing the coats down protesting. This yep. is this is in France for anybody just joining us. John is for anybody just joining us because I can see people are starting to appear uh, on on multiple platforms at the moment. John is a Scottish man living in France, so he uh, we do a twice weekly podcast here on all platforms, uh, and then John saves it. We do it live as we're doing now, and John saves it and puts it out via. Uh, we've got our own one now, haven't we? A chasing December. Well, it, it, it comes out on chasingliberty.life, but yeah. you can get it on any podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and uh, good evening to the chat. I will uh, j- jump in and say hello there, everybody. Um, I can see that, Vaughn, you've fallen off your bike in the rain, wind, and thunder, so I hope you're okay, man. Um, uh, hopefully, you're not too messed Dodgy. up. But yeah, apparently it's uh, rainy, windy, thundery in London at the moment, where I no longer am. I am home, obviously, behind my stud wall. But um, <laughs> I also went out yesterday, John, and I, as you know, I went out Monday. But yesterday I went to central London. I um, I went to the rally uh, in Trafalgar Square. And probably- how did you how did you find the mood there? Right. Now I've got some stuff to say, John, like I always do. <laughs> I've been kind of. I've been, I, think, I think you might have sussed that from the way I introduced that, that question. See, I've, I've kind, I've got very mixed feelings about what happened yesterday. Yeah. In so much as it felt like a wasted opportunity. Um. Now the positives. Let's go. Well, let's let's do the negatives first. Actually, um, I don't feel like it made a, 
a difference in any way, shape or form. And you know what? Actually, before the rally started, and I did this on live stream as well, I had a conversation with Gareth Ike, you know, David Ike's son. Yeah. Um, and we both agreed that this event will not stop the cogs turning. Um, but what it does do and 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 the positives on that is that the the 50,000 people or so that were packed into Trafalgar Square um their mood their morale was you know for the most part raised so that's 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 the whole that's the good uh so to speak is that that people came away happy i mean we spoke to loads of people afterwards and they all seemed to have had a good day. I mean, there are some people who really, really didn't like what was going on. Uh, and mm-hmm. on balance, you know, as, as a journalist, I have to take the view that um, for a morale booster, for the people that wanted to go there and see those speakers, it was great. Okay. And, and for, and for the newly awoken. Yes. Uh, I, I would say, I would say as well. However, like Shalini is saying here in the chat, um, the very religious stuff, the 5G stuff. It, uh, but but then also as someone impartial, as someone who likes to, to do things on balance, right? I'm also a big advocate of free speech. I think anybody should be able yeah. to uh, say what they want. However, I do think there's a time and a place. And I, I personally don't think I don't think right now the message should be about 5G. I don't think it should be about any of that, because what I think the core message needs to be is how desperate it is to stop these passports. That's the fight. That yeah, is- I think you're right. I think the core message needs to be bodily autonomy and freedom yes. of choice. That's what it yes. needs to be. And and forget the forget five G. Forget forget all that crap. You know, forget religion. This isn't about any of that. This is about no. government restrictions and what they're doing to us right now. And it needs to be stop the passport, stop yeah. the coercion, stop the forced vaccination. That's what but it needs it, to. Be. But but is a static protest with a big screen in a festival style in in Trafalgar Square doing that, John? No, no, it isn't, I, I, and it never will. You know that. You know the answer to that. Yeah. And, and we've discussed this on numerous occasions on the, our podcast now. Um, Saturday rallies probably they're aren't cut. You can't disrupt the right people yeah, on a Saturday protest. It's probably different in France because they actually then start to go and burn things down again, right? You know, like they'll have one in Paris and they, they, they were burning stuff again and fighting with the police last night. I so, didn't see yeah. any of that. Oh, they, they, yeah, they were. Um, so places like France, it's a different ball game because they'll keep doing it and they'll do it more than once a week. And, yeah, and think, well, I've gone big. This was a it's, big one. This was a big one because it was like multiple locations, and it was—it's been pretty much daily ac- across every yeah, part of France. Yeah, and, and um, they'll keep they, doing it, and and they'll keep doing it until either they win or they lose. Yeah, and, and you know what the French are like—you know—they'll just keep grinding away at it, and they will ultimately probably win. Um, I, I hope so. I sincerely hope so. Else, so do I. Where the hell do I go? I mean, is it Sweden or Belarus or I don't know? It's, where do I go? That's it's Texas. I don't want. Well, yeah, Texas. I don't. I I, I must admit, 
I think France is fantastic. I this has been a revelation to me because it's a completely different way of life. It's yeah. It's like it's like going back in time. It's like going back to the eighties. People still use checks and things like that. Everybody, oh. everybody, but everybody says hello to you in the morning when you're walking down the street. It's always bonjour, bonjour, you know, bonjour, madame, bonjour, and they'll always have a chat with you. There's right. no um. There's no, there's no forcing. It's not like America where it's have a nice day. It's none of that pish. These people are genuine, and and they'll stand and they'll talk to you if you talk to them. And so it feels like a real sense of actual community. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's actually it, it it's a revelation because people are really they're really bloody nice. And you know, I don't know, I don't know what it was like for you, but. People always told you the French were arrogant bastards. You know? oh, well, well, they, they are in the cities. They, yeah, but every city is the same. You know, you yeah. go to asset, you go to New York, you go to Munich, you go to Paris, you go to London. Everybody's a everybody's an arsehole in these cities because they all they're all so far up their own arse that it's unbelievable. But yeah. see, when you get out in the country and you speak to real people, and then you speak to French, and you all you need to do is is try a little bit. All you need to do is say bonjour or savoir, whatever, and bang, they're on your side. And it doesn't matter if you can't speak if you can't speak uh, French. They'll help you out. Yeah. Because the the as you've tried that little bit, and they'll help you out. In fact, we have a fight with like the woman in the bakery because we go in speaking French, and she wants to speak English because she wants to improve her English. Mm-hmm. So she speaks to us in English, and we speak to her in French. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely mental. Well, um, there's nothing much I can say to that, I, I, except for I'm fucking jealous. Like that's. Oh, just, hey, yeah. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong. It's not. All, it's not all roses. It's not all sweetness. Because yeah, but it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. It's, because look at. Well, having said that, I think. I think, and I, I'm not sure, but I think there was a placard there at the protest on yesterday that said Macron is a cunt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a loose translation but I'm pretty much sure they had it nailed right but yeah there are all things that are complete you know the, the French will drive like fucking maniacs yeah so that's drive, true you're driving along the road and they're right up your ass. that's true like the amount of them but it's not just the whole right up your ass thing it's the, the fact that, that a lot of them don't seem to have the ability to stick to one lane on the motorway no, so they just sort of drive with the line in the middle no. of the car yeah, that, you know what? It's like half the time, especially if it's after lunchtime, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm thinking they've had a couple, right? Yeah. And I'm giving them a, I'm giving them a bit of of leeway because they all drink at lunchtime, you know. And 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 this includes workers. As I said, I've seen workers sitting. They were sitting. We drove by a a, a heavy machinery place where they were doing heavy construction with you know JCBs and all that kind of stuff and they were all sitting around in a circle with a table and they were having a lunch and they had beer and wine and everything on the table now do you remember these guys have a two hour lunch and then they go back to the heavy machinery and start yeah, you know digging up roads and whatever hmm. they speaking, are mental speaking of um, construction companies and I won't name the one right 
Um, I've had some information and I'm going to be making a phone call to check with their HR department over the next couple of days because I have uh, had some information that a major construction company has decided that if you do not have this is in this country well it's an international company so I wonder if it's an international um, rule but if you have not had two of your stabbings uh, you will no longer be entitled to any sick pay come August 16th well even if you're off with a broken leg even if you're off with a broken leg this so is how what does I, the vaccine help with a broken leg but this is what I'm being told and I, I'm, be, I'm being told from it from someone that I know to be an employee of this company it sounds like they're stretching the law a little bit there. Of course, and that's that's why I want to have a little talk with the uh, with the media department because I know this company is so large it will have one. So um, I want to have a little word with them over the coming days uh, in, a, in a in a in a heavily recorded phone call, uh, so that yeah. we will we will we will see we will try and get to the bottom of it. Maybe the. Um, Maybe the employee's got the wrong end of the stick, and it's you. You, if you go off with the coof, you won't get the sick pay. Yeah. Um, this is just me spitballing, obviously, but uh, this person is adamant that it's any kind of going off sick, no sick pay from August the sixteenth. Yeah, I, I, I can't see that working. I can't see it working either. But this is, I can only tell you what I've been told. Yeah. It's a, it's a major construction company, an international construction company. And uh, we will be having a word with them to try and clarify, clear it up and see what the what the situation actually is. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, okay. Sounds interesting. So the speakers yesterday included Kate Shemarani, who was emceeing the event. Yep. Uh, we had Gareth Ike. Yep. We had David Ike. Yep. We had Katie Hopkins. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Vernon Coleman was in his first public appearance yep. uh, a rally. We had Piers Corbin. We had Raina Fulmik up on the screen. Rashid Buttar up on the screen. Um, there, there were more. Louise Hampton was there. There was a bunch of them, but me, Luke, um, Natasha, and her husband Ben. I uh, I made them my team for the day, and we were up in the press area, which was up above the crowd. Yeah. Um, so we were between the speakers and the the crowd, and we had um, we we had a we had a front row seat to all of it. And uh, Jesse says, "I love Katie Hopkins." Uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> she gave me a hug. Katie Hopkins did. She jumped on me and gave me a hug. Right. And uh, I, I still don't really know how to feel about that. How Why? Would you, uh, well, well, on the one hand, it's like. No, I'm just not going into it. That's, that's, I think I think I think she's a shrewd operator, right? So she goes um she goes to Australia for I'm and my hair is drying, Natasha. Have I not washed since? I've just got out of a bloody shower. So she goes to Australia for um get me a celeb I'm out of here, yeah? She 
makes a few jokes while she's in enforced quarantine. Yeah. She gets deported. Yeah. I've gone live. I am recording. Right. <laughs> There's always some kind of fuck up, isn't there, John? It wouldn't be chasing dissent if there wasn't. Exactly, exactly. But we are we are currently able to see and hear each other, so that's a good start. No, I think she's a, I think she's a shrewd operator. And and uh, not only oh, that, and, and and on that, she also got first class flights to and from Australia. But I was sitting here thinking, wasn't she meant to be in uh, her two week quarantine? Uh, when she appeared at the London rally. Ah, yes. No, no, no. No. Australia's a green country. Oh, yes, it no, is. No quarantine. No quarantine. You're, you're correct. And I don't think she'd have done it anyway, to be fair. Yeah, she wouldn't have. But, you know, Australia is a green country, so she was perfectly within her rights to be straight out the door. Uh, no, I, I didn't grab an interview because I was I was just like set up the camera and, and she, she, she ducked down in front of me with another person to get this other person desperately wanted a picture. This is someone in the chat I'm talking to. Um, and, uh, and then she just turned around and, and, and gave me a hug. And I was like, okay. Okay. It's all right. Yeah. It's all okay. right. Right. So when it comes to the speakers, the speeches and the stuff like that, there's, you know, half the stuff, Amazing, you know, the sound yeah. bites, getting the crowd going. David Icke sung You'll Never Walk Alone. Um, it was, you know, great for morale, great for yeah. morale. But then half of the stuff was just fucking batshit. And it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the thing is, despite the fact it was batshit, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to the speakers. I enjoy listening to anyone talk. This is the thing. I love hearing yeah. a diverse range of opinions. I was saying this earlier on Twitter as well. Like the thing that fascinates me about human beings uh, and why I love like speaking to people and getting to know people so much is our differences. That's what fascinates me, how different we are, how we believe different things, how we've come to believe those different things. Uh, and, and if we were all just fucking mindless automatons like the far left would, would wish, yeah. you know, yeah. How boring would that be? How boring? Yeah. I love I love life and I love people and I love speaking to people and I love hearing their stories, hearing hearing their differences. And um honestly speaking, like despite the fact that there are people who really did not like yesterday, I enjoyed listening to the speakers. I did. I enjoyed this. I was in absolute fucking agony, John. Um and, and there were times when I had to sit down, uh, yeah. but, but two strapping lads had carried my mobility scooter up the steps to the level that we were on. So I had a chair, um, but, I, I, you know, despite the fact that I don't agree with, with a lot of the stuff that was said, I couldn't care less that it was said. However, I haven't read it yet, but Kate Shemirani kept alluding to the fact that there would be a hit piece today in the Daily Mail uh, uh, about her and Gareth Ike and other people within the quote-unquote freedom movement. So maybe it's going to be, you know, because, like I say, despite the fact that, once again, I love hearing David Ike speak. I think it's very entertaining, yeah. very entertaining. Um, 
would do I believe half of what he says? No, but I think his heart is in the right place on this situation. But the problem is you put David Icke at the front, your headlines are gonna be fifty thousand lizard loving conspiracy theorists yep. pack out uh, Trafalgar Square. And yeah. that is an issue. And it's an issue that, that you can't say doesn't exist because it does. And the problem is, the problem we have is most people still listen to the mainstream media. Yeah. Yeah, most, they do. Yeah, they do. So what the, when, when, the, uh, when the mainstream media say there's 50,000 conspiracy theorists packing out Trafalgar Square, they're general public for the most part are just going to think there were 50,000 conspiracy theorists packing out Trafalgar Square and that couldn't be further from the goddamn truth yeah and that's what pisses me off Natasha here um um said there were complaints that people couldn't hear very well well there were so many people there packing the place out uh, and she says it was good fun very enjoyable she was up on the she was up on the platform with me so we all had no problems hearing i yeah. had major issues with live streaming during the event so Ooh. i was no that's that's interesting i was unable to live stream because i did a couple of streams on twitter when i was up with you and the quality was absolutely shite yeah right? yet yeah my connection to the 4G network was, you know, 100%. I was connected through 5G, mate, and it just right, wasn't yeah. working. But do you, I, think, do you think they throttle during well, these events? I, I am wondering, because after it had finished, mm -hmm. I was getting the fastest upload speeds I have ever seen. Yep. It went from the lowest to the fastest. And, yeah. um, but what I have done, and I haven't had time today because I've uh, had to. Uh, I've been on a phone call with someone for the best part of the afternoon, who's in a a spot of bob. I won't. I won't elaborate on stream. But um, what I what I have done is I just set the uh, set the camera, the phone up on the tripod, and I recorded it all in HD. Yeah. So, it's all recorded in HD and it's all the speeches that I did get are going to go up individually up onto the rumble channel over the next couple of days. Then we can embed them into the website and uh, they'll be available for all to see in full HD from right up the front. Good. Yep. So that's what we're doing. Um, it's not ideal because obviously streaming is the way forward and it is the way to go. Yeah. And I'm finding that having doubled my YouTube subscriber base since Monday, that streaming works very well. Yeah. Um, but I, um, yeah, it, it was just an absolute solid. You got people like tyrant finder next to me, but he uses a double dongle. So that it, it uh, it's got a box. It's like a signal boosting box with a double dongle attached to it, and it to boost all of his, make sure he's still connected. And he told me the outlay was fifteen hundred quid plus thirty pound a month. I don't have that, oh. so I can't do that. So I have to work with what I've got. Yes, because we have to remember that we are not funded except <laughs> by you guys. Yeah. And you're funded, and I am still waiting to receive any funding. <laughs> <laughs> You can buy me a coffee if you like what we do, but hey. 
on that note, I would like to thank all those in the audience that did help towards the cost of going yesterday. Um, you really, guys, you sorted out everything. And 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 you bought me actual coffee. I, I purchased actual coffee. Though on the food front, when I go to these things, John, I forget to eat. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't intend not to eat. I just forget to eat. Yeah. And um, yesterday I was I made I made this point. I was like I'm I'm gonna get something to eat. So we arrived in London for well I arrived in London for just gone 10 a.m. Despite the fact it started at one because I wanted to make sure we were there in good time. Got set up. Bloody 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 blah. And uh, I went and grabbed my friend Luke and we went to Pret. We went to Pret a Manger. And I got myself uh, the biggest coffee with caramel and vanilla syrup in I could find. And um, I got what Pret called a breakfast roll, a bacon and egg breakfast roll. I was like, I'm making a point. I'm, I'm going to. They didn't offer to heat the fucking thing up. <laughs> right? And then the, the, then the egg was egg mayo on a breakfast roll. No, so I took two bites of this fucking thing and went and put it in a bin. Can I just say there are a couple of flaws in your plan there? One, you're in London and you went to what is ostensibly a French company to get a breakfast roll. What True. the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> it was the only place by fucking Trafalgar Square that had food and coffee. That's what must, I was fucking come thinking. Come on, you must have been able to find a dirty spoon. I mean, there are brilliant dirty spoons in London, are there not? I, I have no idea. I mean, I, oh, I, 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 parked, I parked my car uh, in the same place I parked for, for Parliament Square. So I parked it just opposite right. Houses of Parliament because it's just a straight shot up the road to Trafalgar Square. Yeah, it takes okay. about fucking five minutes so i parked there i gone up there and the only place i come across was a fucking prep right so so for next week or for the next time ben ventures out give him a list of dirty spoons around about the high the um you know the highlights of london i.e parliament downing street trafalgar square yeah so we need a list of dirty spoons where ben can get a decent meal and a you know a decent breakfast and a decent coffee for pennies. Right, pennies in London. I told you my mate paid six fifty for a pint. You're not going to pay pennies for a fry up. <laughs> There'll be a dirty spoon somewhere. You'll get something. But Trust um, me. no. Um, my followers, seriously, you guys did. You you came through for me in a big way. Um, in getting me to this and getting me to cover this. And like I said, the minute the event finished. Daddy was able to stream, and yeah. really easily. Um, yeah, I think I think they thrilled it. Luke paid three pound fifty for a liter of fucking water. Oh, get the fuck! What the actual fuck? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Yeah, at those kind of prices, I'd be drinking my own pish. I mean, I had, um, I, I, I was, I was, um, oh, artifact in reality says Algerian. Oh, for God's sake, I've lost my chat. Um, Algerian coffee stores, uh, a one pound coffee. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, that does sound good. A uh, one pound coffee. I, t I mean, it's, it, it's most likely Nescafe gold blend from the old pot, but you know what? I'll, t I'll, t I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> give it a shot. <laughs> you give it a shot, John. You give it a shot. <coughs> 
so anyway, I was able to stream and I got my stream back up. And then I, I did stream for a further two hours after the event finished because it turned yeah. into a march. Yeah. Um, and so they started marching yeah, down. Going hunting for uh, police and things like that around the back well, of Trafalgar Square and stuff like that. Well, me, well, well, actually, so speaking about that, on the way in the morning, we, we decided, me and Luke, we saw, we saw a TSG van pull into yeah. the Cavalry Museum, right? The Cavalry Museum. It's between yep. Downing Street and Trafalgar Square. And we, we were like, hold on, what's that doing? So we, um, <laughs> I'm on my mobility scooter and went up and we petted the horses because there was a couple of guards on horses at the Cavalry Museum. <laughs> and then there were a couple of guards with machine guns on the front of the Cavalry Museum. Yeah. Uh, police officers. Um, I think you'll find the term is carbine and not machine gun. Whatever. Because we... they're, not, they're not allowed to use full auto. So then we um, we moved in, right? We just went through, went through the arch and into the back of the Cavalry Museum, and we found thirty-one TSG vans, job. <laughs> yeah, we found thirty-one TSG vans, all yeah. with people, all in a line. Thirty-one of the fuckers, and I was like, "Yeah, what are they doing here?" 31 TSG vans sitting between Downing Street and Parle, uh, Trafalgar Square. Uh, to get well, the old I can imagine what they were doing there. They didn't come to the rally, though. Yeah. No TSG arrived at the rally. Yeah. The rally was left to do what the rally does. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? I will repeat. For, from the perspective of a day of morale-boosting entertainment, I thought it was great. From yeah. that perspective. So anyway, we get we, we started marching. Me rolling, driving on my scooter. You see me rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> but um uh, we went past Parliament Square uh, and it, it it transpired it was I don't know where it did end, but transpires that it was going up towards Hyde Park. So we were going up towards Buckingham Palace. And and I've got two things in my head. I'm going my car's fucking parliament. <laughs> and two, um, I was very, very tired. Yeah. And um, then then I got loads of messages coming through on my live stream chat saying it's kicking off at Downing Street. So in true hot rod fashion, I, I fashioned myself a U-turn, flew back through the, the march, told the people that I was with I'm going that way, and they 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 followed. They did. They 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 met me up at Downing Street about twenty minutes later because I've I, I've got four mile an hour limit, John. So I'm yeah. fuck, I'm flying four mile an hour speed limit. That <laughs> um, <laughs> took me about ten minutes to get back to Downing Street, and and there was a bit of a, a hoo ha, a scuffle going on the street just past Downing Street, up to, more towards Trafalgar Square. Yeah. Um, and then that fizzled out because they basically they had arrested a guy and the crowd were trying to stop the arrest. Yeah. And then it transpired. The police made a deal with the crowd. First of all, they said, um, right, this isn't actually one of you guys. He's been wanted for a while for different reasons. So the crowd were quite understanding of that. Okay. But second of all, um, the, the the police promised the crowd 
they formed them um, basically a wall along the road and weren't letting the crowd move. They said, if you let us just take him out of here safely, we'll get back in our vans and leave you alone. Yeah. And they did. They did. They did. They actually did what they said they would do. They did. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they did what they, they, they did it. So right. the crowd okay. let them safely remove the van with the with the with the captured person in, and then the police just fucked off. Okay. Yep. Did as did as they said they would. Okay. So that- we headed back down towards Parliament Square where we found a party in the road. Right. There, was, there was dancing, there was a bit of a sit-in. They'd blocked off one of the corners in the main junction, but they hadn't blocked off the entire junction. Yeah. Um <laughs> Then the police turned into our soul's job. <laughs> right. Okay. So they were asking. Well, they've been they've been all right up till this point. They've been oh, reasonable. Well, 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 well. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, they were asking the people to get out of the road. The people were not getting out of the road. They were enjoying their party. They were having a dance. They had some loudspeakers set up in the road. Yep. They're having a great time. And then they sort of police sort of formed the line, right? And it was just regular police officers, you know, with regular soft soft hats and and the yeah. like. And this went on, you know, basically dick measuring between the two groups for about twenty minutes, half an hour, maybe. Yeah. And then 45 TSG vans arrived and over 300 riot officers came in. And then? The road got cleared, John. Yeah, I bet it did. They managed to... Right. So... As the uh, as as the TSG managed to clear the road in under sixty seconds, I live streamed this because the uh, the crowd essentially went fuck that and got up out the road. Right as the TSG came rushing in, uh, a woman that was with us had counted them. Yes, um, she had counted the fans. It was on Resistance GB's live stream as well last night. She was telling him what happened. Um, then the police just sort of... So they, they... The irony. The irony of the situation here, John. So everyone they wanted out of the road got out of the road. Hello there. Thank you for the subscription. And then these uh, hundreds of TSG officers... Blocked the road for longer than the party did. Right. So they wanted them out of the road. But they They... didn't want the road open. Well, you tell me, John, because they kept the road closed. So I was reading a tweet today from someone, and he suggested that maybe everyone that goes to these rallies should carry a rock. Right? Right. Just one rock. Right. And then, instead of throwing tennis balls, if suddenly a hundred thousand or a million people are throwing a rock, the police might think again. Now, I thought... Lots of bottles were thrown, glass bottles were thrown at the police. 
No, for, yeah, forget forget bottles, but if everyone carried a rock and they threw a rock, that's a lot of rock. I'm I'm not advocating such. Oh, things. I'm not adv- I'm not advocating that either. I think as that could be a terrible thing to happen. I I believe you. I I agree with you. I think that could be a terrible but, thing to happen. But if that happened once, then the police might have to think again. I agree with you. Um, I'm going to uh, play you a bit of a clip. Um, the video of mine that's been I put, I put up this morning on Twitter and it's been viewed seventeen thousand times. Right? I'm yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna play you the audio because obviously we can't bring the video up on the screen. But um, have you ever heard of the comedian? Uh, well, kind of comedian, Danny Shine. He he's a social experimentalist. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Right, so he just randomly turned up. Oh, is he trolling the, he's trolling the police, isn't he? Yeah, listen to this. Yeah. Right, hold on. And ladies and gentlemen, today we have a great display of the latest riot here. We have a number one here, as you can see, beautiful. Um, and the wonderful and slightly weird dystopian picture of a man in riot gear with a piece of paper mask around his face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realise? Not all of them, but a lot of them, yes. A lot of them were muzzled. Um, uh, I, I, you know what? I think, I think the police, I think those cops are, are watching MSM as well, and they're fucking brainwashed. I think, I think the cops are just as brainwashed as the sheep. Are they told? Well, the, the thing is, because there were a lot of them that did have them on, and there were several that didn't. Um, yeah. But you know what, you know you know what police are like, and 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 I I kind of I kind of speak from a position of authority here, right? Well, you are an ex-police officer, having been there. You know what the police is like? It's just a microcosm of society. It's exactly the same people in the police that are in the public, because you still get you still get people in the police who are fucking criminals. Of course, and many lately. Yeah. You still get rapists. Mm-hmm. You still get thieves. You know, you get all these people in the police, right? So you have to remember that 90% of the police are okay and 90% of them are law-abiding and follow the law. But there's always that that percentage that are outside it and think they're better than everyone else. And that's exactly what the police are like. They're just like everyone else. And some of them, or most of them, will be watching the MSN and taking it in and going, oh, this is a fucking deadly pandemic. I'm wearing a mask. 
And then others will be going, the others will be like us and they'll be going, this is a load of fucking shite. I'm not wearing yeah. a mask. And you know what? They'll be in the police trying to convert the guys that are sheep in the police to our way of thinking. Yeah. So, and, and the, that's exactly what will be going on. But the thing is, they'll still be out there doing what they perceive as their duty. You know, because the, it, it came to me quite early on in my police career that when I was sent out, you know, as a probationer to walk the streets on a night shift, right? And there's nobody about, you know, the place is the place is dead, there's nobody about, and you've got out and you've got eight hours to walk the streets on your own. Yeah. And you gotta go and check your property. So you check all the buildings are all shut up and all that. Okay. And all the all the businesses are locked up and nobody's creeping about trying to break into things. And as you're walking around, you think, hold on a minute. What the fuck am I doing? Right? Because I'm not protecting people. What I'm doing here is protecting property, which when you then think about it, it's a completely Victorian concept. Property yeah. is worth more than people. And that's how the police still work today. Property, it's unfortunate, isn't it? Well, yeah, you look at the police surrounding Parliament. Property yeah. is worth more than people. You know, you look at the police surrounding the Capitol building in the US on 6 one right yeah. property is worth more than people right so cranky cockney here in the chat from youtube um says some good yep some good some bad but yep. how can they come back from this bad press I don't think they nobody can. I think is going to trust them i, I think they're fucked i think they've completely blown it i think so too and it's not just from these right so monday if 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 anyone Anyone watching this over the last year and a half and anyone looking at it over the last year and a half has looked at the way the police have behaved. There is no way they're coming back from this because they've fucked themselves, yeah. you know? They're, they're just they're not trustworthy. You can't believe a word they say and you're never, ever going to respect them. They're, they're, they're fucked. They are indeed. And do you know what? I kept asking police officers yesterday, uh, I asked the red hats and then the yellow hats, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the red hats were kind of senior and then they told me the yellow hats are in charge, right? So they got the people out of the road. Yeah. And they pushed them up onto Parliament Square. Yep. And at that point, they should have left, right? Yeah. They 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 completed their objective. Yep. They stayed for over an hour, goading the people, uh, forming walls around them, mm -hmm. blocking them in, and I I turned around to these people, the, the police officers, the ones in charge, and I said, "Do you not think you're inflaming this situation yeah. by your actions?" And then. So they decided it was, uh, they started going up to people and saying, it's time to go home. And it's like, no, this is public fucking property, mate. We will, yep. and there's no curfew. And yeah. what do you mean it's time to go home? And the police, they couldn't understand. Well, I say they couldn't understand. More than one of them told me they were told to do what they're doing. Well, it's got to be time to go home because the shift change will be coming up. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. And at that point, they're going to be short. 
you know. So if if they're doing a shift change, you're gonna have to bring the old the, the new shift down where the old shift's still there. So you're gonna have to start paying overtime. Fucking yeah. hell, the budget's bust. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's true. Um <laughs> There's only one way. There is one way they could come back from this. You know, any individual cop could do this, and any cops listening, feel free to to chime in. But the only way you're going to come back from this is if you do what the Italian police did and fucking take your helmet off and march with the crowd. See, they took their helmet off on Monday, right? There was this big show of, of... taking the helmets off and the yeah. first thing I said during the live stream is this is a distraction yeah, it's, got it, it's, it's got to be it's got to be genuine you know when something's genuine you know when something's not and you know you can you can fucking tell if people are acting you know that right I'm going for a refill and a comfort break so you entertain the crowd while I'm away <laughs> he fucking he's in an RV for fuck's sake right he's in an RV he could have the wine next to him. He can't do the piss by himself, but he's in a goddamn RV. <sighs> Scottish people, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> uh, what is it? What, what are you... Soros says taking cap off, big deal. It's just a tactic. Do it the Italians. This is exactly what I said on the stream at the time. It felt like a tactic. It felt like a distraction. And it, I, I think the real reason they took their fucking hats off on Monday was it's 30 degrees and they was all going to fucking die if they didn't. Maybe not literally, but definitely metaphorically, they were going to just fucking, they were going to drop. Because it was 30 degrees. And uh, I nearly passed the hell out. And if it wasn't for Adam, who's probably somewhere in the chat there, you know, helping me, helping me rile up the crowd to get the police to let me to go to fucking Tesco's. I was falling off a mobility scooter. Cranky Cockney says, uh, my sister lives in Scotland and she's got a Cockney Scottish accent. So she sounds like an, like an Australian. Like she sounds like an Australian. So, when she's talking to you, she's like, all right there, brother. How you doing, Cranky Cockney? Something like that, yeah? Um, he is not back yet. That man is getting himself a large tipple of wine. A Scotney, I like that. Well, he's... Well, what do we call John, then? Because he ran away to France. Uh, artifacting reality says Landan is flooding now. Uh, how is it in Brixton and uh, how is it in Clapham, Shalini and Vaughan? Is it is it bad? Is it getting is it getting worse? Oh, so she talks to you. She's like she rings you up and she says, "Hello, Cockney, how you doing?" Uh, he's getting pissed. Look, he's 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 got it. He's sorted. What the fuck? <laughs> You're leaning off your chair there, John. What? No, I'm not. I'm not, though. I'm, I'm in the same position I was in. Why is the thing freaking put me over here? John? Yeah? That's the wine. No, it's not the wine. Listen, what the fuck is a Scotney? <laughs> um, 
that's that's true, Cranky Cockney. Oh, so Cranky Cockney in the audio in the chat here over on YouTube says um, <laughs> his sister lives in Scotland. Yeah, and I got a, a Cockney Scottish accent. Yeah, I heard that. What the fuck does that sound like? Well, he said it sounds like an Australian, so I'm going to talk like an Australian for a minute in honour of Cranky Cockney's sister. Um, uh, uh, what do you mean my volume's too low? Can can nobody hear me? You what? Uh, my volume's... Uh, I could turn it up a little bit. Give me a sec. Am I quiet? I've never been uh, quiet before. Sarah the Scotney. I did... Um, I did have somebody come up to me yesterday during the stream to say hello to their son who was watching the stream from somewhere else. <laughs> like, got in contact with him and went, oh, you're on that stream, Dad. You're on that stream. That was quite funny. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> Vaughn says his dad was a Cockney Geordie. I mean, I don't even want to know what that sounds like. I, I, I don't even want to know. I mean, um, Vaughn, Vaughn is, he's, he's pretty cockney himself. He's like, you're right, guys, I'm Vaughn. How you oh doing? <laughs> hey, John. Yeah. John, give the yeah. give the audience your best English accent. Oh, fuck. Here we go. <clears throat> All right, Dave. How are we doing today, Dave? What are we going to do? We're going to do this fucking job, or we're not going to do this fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Natasha says because you're a Scottish man living in France, you are McFrog. McFrog. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. So at what, one minute you'll be going, oh yes, I would like some of my French wine, and then the next minute you're going, are you doing your cunt? You fucking love it, John. <laughs> Je- <laughs> I'll tell you what, when we do this show live properly in person, I'm going to get pissed as well. It's going to be it's going to be a shit show. How the hell are we going to do this live in person? It's going to be a scream. Well, we're going to we're going to use uh we're going to use my full setup. Yeah, no, and... I'm not I'm not asking technically. I'm just thinking literally how the fuck are we going to do this cuz it's going to be too much of a laugh fest. <laughs> Well, what I suggest we do is a hotel room with two double beds, get absolutely pissed, and then just fall off the chairs at the end of it. Whoa, whoa. You, you, <laughs> you're going... <laughs> Hold on. You're, you're making assumptions there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're coming to me. You're coming to me. All right, you can book the next room if you'd like. So some guy I've never met has just asked me to share a hotel room with him. <laughs> Do you know how many people I've spent hotel rooms with that I've never met? <laughs> Fucking tons. <laughs> I am so surprised I've not been murdered and skinned. <laughs> Wait, who's breaking the loop? <laughs> We're not going that far, John. We're not going that far. You've always got to be prepared. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Shut up, Shalini. She's saying it's getting saucy. 
<coughs> oh, oh dear, dear. Right. I think uh, I may have got a touch of sunburn yesterday. I was going to say, you do look very much like um, like a very burnt... Like like a red skin jacket potato. Yeah, it was um, it was quite warm yesterday when we were out. Yeah. Not... Well, it was it was a very odd one in London because the morning uh, on my way driving to London, it's fucking pissing it down. Yeah. Yeah. Battering it down, but then throughout the day, it was actually relatively warm. Um, it was it, the weather didn't know what it wanted to do, and then people started getting beaten by riot police. You know, batons yeah. just fell from the sky. It was very odd weather. <laughs> right so what else has happened this week well since Wednesday yeah um the country's fucked yeah yeah but we can't do that anyway the country's even the count the country's even more fucked um well, why why are people um right <sighs> I, oh yeah, we're I, getting the social credit app. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. Alexander Johnson is going to give us a nice app that tells us, you know, that tracks how much exercise we do and how many calories we can drink. Remember how many times I said that was going to happen, John? Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, you're, hey, but that doesn't count because you're a conspiracy theorist. Right, So, so how many calories you consume... Mm-hmm. Uh, how much exercise you do, and if you are a good citizen, you will get free stuff under discounts. I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. fucked. Yeah, the, it, it's a Chinese social credit system. Oh, it was also confirmed <coughs> that uh, corona can be spread by by uh, by flatulence this week <laughs> in, the, in the Telegraph. <laughs> so, on that point. On that point, if you're wearing a mask, you can't smell other people's farts, can you? Can you? Can you? Well, if you can through your fucking jeans, you can through a fucking mask. Exactly. I'm just saying. Free stuff like pizza, says Andrew. So. <laughs> I don't think you'll be getting. No pizza for you. <laughs> <laughs> no. No pizza for you. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I'm get I'm getting the Boris wig out. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> is that the Boris Yeltsin wig? No. Um. So this is uh we have we have a character on our show uh, that I do sometimes when Boris is being an absolute prick, um, and I call him uh, Alexander Boris the fearful cunthead, leader of Gulag, leader of Soviet Britain. Yes. You guys think we're not talking to you on TV? I, I, I talked to you like this, and I talked to you, look, look, absolute clown. And uh, yes, I with uh, uh, a waffle. Uh, but really, I am Russian. And really, you're going to Gulag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that, that, that that's probably sums it up. Yeah. Yeah, right. pretty much. So what else has happened this week? I don't know, but this grey wig kind of suits me. Yeah, yeah, you look great. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I suit grey, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, the Olympics? What Olympics? Did, did the Olympics start? 
I, f- I think there was a there was a, 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 a gulag gulag loving opening ceremony where dancers wear masks. But apparently nobody's there. Nobody watching. No, but nobody's there. Nope, nobody, no spectator. They just do the gymnastic and nobody clap. What the fucking point? I have no idea. I have, I have no idea at all. It's a joke. And the thing is, it was only at the very last minute, wasn't it, where they turned around and like, oh hi, there will be no spectator. <laughs> no spectators. <laughs> I mean, how much? I mean, Japan. Seriously, how much is this costing you? And you uh, get nothing back for it. It's not just costing Japan, is it? It's costing all of us. The Olympics costs all of us. I mean, yeah. whilst, whilst there is an outlay, obviously, much bigger by the host country, ultimately, it's yeah. costing fucking all of us. Yeah. yeah we, uh, pay for, we pay our Olympic committees and, 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 and such. And, and also, there would have been British fans, as well as fans from all over the world, who would have had tickets to these events. Yep. And now they can't go. Yeah. Australia have cancelled the Grand Prix. Australia have fucking cancelled life. They've, they've cancelled life altogether, John. Yeah, remember, remember, if you see each other in Aldi or if you see each other in Woolworths and you want to strike up a conversation, don't, don't you don't them. do it. You don't fucking talk. <laughs> don't talk to one another. Right, even if you've got the mask on, yeah? The mask doesn't protect you, yeah? Because you can't have a conversation. Hello. How, how many people died in Sydney? It, was it eight? Was it one? One who was... Oh, oh that's right, one who was 80-odd. 80 85 plus? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, Cause that man who was probably at the end of his natural life anyway. And, and how many people are locked up? Uh, millions, mate. Uh, what? One, one million. million. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've managed to lock one million of you cunts up, and you haven't done much, have you? You're just doing as you're told, like good boys and girls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> did you see the um? Did you see the clap with what's that clown called? Dan Andrews. I know. Oh, he was on. He was on TV, and he's gone. I don't even know what these, what half these guys are are um, are protesting about. And one of the reporters goes, "You, <laughs> you, you." <laughs> and he went, "You," and, he, and Andrews went, eh, "Well, uh, oh, well, very good then, but it's illegal." <laughs> <laughs> It's legal, right? It's legal for you to protest me. Yeah, so uh, yeah. if you protest me, despite the fact I'm being an absolute cunt, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to have you arrested. I'm yeah. going to get the boys in blue to get out their batons. They're supposed to be keeping you safe, but I'm going to get them to smash you around the fucking head. You understand? Um, De Santos. In Florida? Oh, well, he's sort of whiffle-waffing, backtracking, mm-hmm. but not, but yeah, but not. What's but going on there? He's telling people to get jibby-jabbed, but he's still yeah. not mandating it. Yeah. He's why still, is he, he telling people to do it? I don't know. But I'm great I, disappointed. I, I'm very disappointed in that one. 
maybe it's because you know the Is federal but maybe the oh. maybe the federal government are on his ass um, yeah. and he's just gone right well if i pay lip service to it they'll leave me alone <clears throat> i'd like to think that yeah i'd like that's, to think that that's what i assume but then again you know okay. i'm 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 not there so yeah. I could be wrong. Unfortunately, I can't click links during this show, uh, Sore Arm. Uh, so if anybody would like to click the link and see that uh, Zero Hedge news article, it says Fauci says new mask guidelines for Jibby Jabs Americans under active consideration amid Delta outbreak. So, who absolute, who, who anywhere gives a fuck what Fauci says? Uh, I don't think I can do a Tony Fauci. You can do a Fauci. You just thought it sounded like a, a, a Cockney there. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was putting my English accent on again. Oh, but can I... He, he talks like this. Like... Mm, Senator, it? Senator, I don't know what you're talking about. I did not fund... The, the NIH did not fund the Wuhan lab. Did not fund that research, Senator. You're lying. I think it needs work, mate. I think it I needs think, work. But we'll get fair. there. We'll get I, there. I think we could get there, yeah. I, yeah, do. I, I think, think we could get there. I think, I've got my Jacinda Ardern down to a T. It's mm. kind of like an Australian, but you stick the teeth out, right? You go, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to do what we fucking tell you, yeah. Uh, and if you see their conspiracy theories online, yeah, they're not true. <laughs> It's us that's fucking true. I, I find whenever I watch her, I feel physically sick because I can't I can't compute that a human can have so many teeth. But it's not just ha having so many. It's it's the fact that while she's giving these fucking terrifying authoritarian dictates, including sticking people in fucking facilities, she's like. Big smile on her face. We're doing this to protect you, yeah? Yeah, yeah we got yeah. your best interested heart, yeah? <laughs> <sighs> Too many teeth. You just can't do that. It's crazy. The wig had to come off. It's very hot in here. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, hold on. We've still got Maureen if we need her. Maureen? Oh, all right, okay. You've never met Maureen. Maureen Hancock, the natural health minister. No. She tells people that uh, cures for the old uh, Vinda flu is uh, things like cocaine, and <laughs> she's she's very um, she's she's very naughty. Okay. Sounds we good. have fun on this show, John. We 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 we, we yeah. like to make people laugh. Yeah, of course we do. I mean, we talk about serious things, and on my show as well. Like we talk about serious things, but the way I look at it, right, uh, is this: sometimes people come away from my show angry because I've been angry and I've been ranting the entire time. Tuesday was one of those examples because I was in so much pain. I was, and what um. And what I'd seen on Monday from the Metropolitan Police angered me beyond belief. But I, I also realised that people are struggling 
throughout all of this and they have been struggling. And so the way we've tried to do it is we, we at least try to sometimes, you know, bring some happiness to it because if you can lift yeah. the people's watching you's mental health, then yeah. at least, at least you're sort of, um, you're doing something good, right? Yes. What yeah. we talk about on descent media live and what used to be called revolution from a shed. Um, we talk about, very serious things we do, but we try and pepper it in there. We try to make it funny. We try and pepper it in there with some stuff. And my co-host Jess just brings the comedy value to 100. You know, it's so, so we try as uh, Shalini says, ah, the shed. <laughs> I miss the fucking shed, John. We, we, um, we talked about a guest. We haven't done anything about it yet though. Yeah, that's true. But then, we only were live on Wednesday. So why don't you ask the man you just podcasted with if he would like to join us both? Oh, I don't know if he would do a live show. I think he's... I think he's... Um, he's... Uh, what would you say? How could you say it? He's, he's embedded in the system, right? Right. So he doesn't like to show his he, face, he he doesn't he doesn't share his face or his real name, yeah. Right? And he doesn't want he doesn't want to make any boobers that might expose him to to the do people. You, he would do you want. remember there? Are, it used to be a guy called the Stats Guy on Twitter. Yeah, right. Uh, he he doesn't exist anymore. Very much the same. Yeah. Um, very much embedded in the civil service. Um. He spoke to me privately a few times and he called himself John on Twitter, but that was not his name. Yeah. Um, he is also disabled like me and he has a disabled child. Um, these are these stuff that I, I know. I won't tell you his name, uh, but but it's very much in the same vein. Like I tried to do interviews with him, but he just he didn't want to rock the boat. Yeah, he did. He did which is, you know, understandable. To an extent, but we need these people to do it. I know, I know we do, but you know, it, I think I'm doing well to get them on, to get them on chasing liberty. Yes, yeah, and, and I think it, I think I don't think he would come on this because this would put him in the horrors because he's live and unedited, you know? Yes, uh, that's that's true. And uh, I would also insist on him sitting in the pink chair. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's got to be in that chair up there. But, <laughs> but you, you know, you know as well as I do, Skype's such a pile of shit that I'd be like, oh, yeah. the guest today is going in the pink chair and then we'd go live and I'd be in the fucking pink chair. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what would happen. Or, or like, or like the guest would be um, in the yellow chair to the left of everyone, and the pink chair would be empty. That's also a very, very strong possibility, John. Yeah, um, well, it's a lottery. It's a lottery. It is indeed. Cranky Cockney has returned. Uh, took a break from the YouTube stream and has returned to us. So rejoice. Lovely. Hello. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just get in the pink chair, Jess. Je Jess, my co-host, just said, Ben, get in the damn pink chair. <laughs> Spiritually, Ben is in the pink chair. Spiritually, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm in the pink chair. 
So yeah, we try and make these shows fun anyways, is the is the point. And and even with a guest, I would very much insist we have a laugh. Yeah, um, absolutely. Whilst um yeah, like, I, think, I think to be honest, I think if we're going for guests, we have to pick and choose carefully. Well, it has to be someone who wants to talk about serious situations, yeah. but also um, wants to pepper that in, like I say, like I do with Descent Media Live. I, 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 tell what, I, I tell you what, I might reach out to Mark Changizi. Right. Because he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty good, and he's, he is very good. At, um, he's good at what he does. He's very scientifically motivated. Cranky Cockney says uh, there'll be a guest. Yeah. A new YouTube viewer says there'll be a guest. Well, the, thing, the, the thing is, we don't also have to reach out to named people as well. Like, no, I absolutely not. I, I, I don't no. mind. I don't mind if people want to contact you or anything like that and say, uh, I've got something I want to say. Can I join you on the show? Yeah. I don't see why not. I've, mean, asked, people, I've asked people before if they want to be a guest, but nobody's ever come back. I've well, we them away. Uh, Natasha says Duncan from Messenger Cell would be a good guest. I'm not sure I know what that is. What's Messenger Cell? Yep, neither of us seem to know who you're talking about, Natasha. But um, they may well be a good guest. Yeah, they might. We are also, yeah, I I will. You've got to remember as well, there are a lot of people on Twitter, right? There are a lot of people on Twitter. Who, who who talk a great game on Twitter and, and, and I'm not being disparaging here but they talk a great game on Twitter but see when it comes to saying do you want to come on a show where you're showing your face they're like oh fuck no nah. and the thing is you were with Chasing Liberty you were doing audio podcasts weren't you yeah I still am you still are yeah but this this <laughs> this show here I kind of pushed you um to I kind of pushed you to to do because I I interviewed you back because you interviewed me yeah uh, that's and, right. and, I, and I interviewed you back and I yeah I pushed you into it being in the video format and, yeah, I uh, think it, it, it doesn't take a lot of pushing well no because it's fun yeah yeah and obviously anybody who's not live with us now listening back to this on chasing liberty dot life we are sitting in a really really shittily edited classroom yeah. in which we kind of half disappear if we do this look yeah if we move if we move if we move at all sometimes it just shows we're alive well crank crank uh, cranky cockney says uh, i don't care if you sh- if you see me ugly mug so uh, reach out to either me, yeah. me yeah, at reach disabled- out to us at Disabled Journo on Twitter. Reach out and uh, we'll have a word. Um, so, uh, and Crane Cox says, Andy Wright talking really disability channel. That's good. I, I don't I don't mind. Um, what? <sighs> Jesse says, can we get someone attractive for my perving needs? <sighs> this is my co-host, John. This is what I have to deal with. See that this is the kind of thing that really pisses me off, because she has just shattered the illusion that I am attractive. John, <laughs> we are the best-looking people on the planet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ben. And I thought that too. I really did. Yeah, me. Well, we are. And uh, I mean, you're like a hairy Tom Cruise. Well, this is it. And if anybody wants to dispute that. 
we'll just call them liars. Absolutely. We will just call them liars. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting pissed now, look. <laughs> he's, he's, he's... Well, one one has to. One has to. <laughs> one. It's part of the show. <laughs> to get... Well, it's not... Although... I'm thinking. I'm thinking of going on a fast, right? Mm. So I did this in February. I went on a ten-day fast. So I might go on a fast. So that will mean a couple of shows, at least, where I won't be drinking. Because mm. I go on a fast. I don't drink. I don't eat. I just drink water, and that's it. And I really need to do it because I am a fat bastard. Yeah, but that's I'm... mean. John, listen, that's me most days. I eat one meal a day, right, and I drink water or a bit of coffee. Yeah, well, well, that's what... You know what? Believe it or not, I do OMAD as well, one meal a day. And um, I don't generally... I don't generally drink except when I came to France, which has been for the last six months. <laughs> it's been longer than that, mate. It's coming oh, up eight it months. Has, it has, mate. It was December. Yeah, you're right. You're coming up. You're coming up. You're coming up being drunk on cheap French wine for eight months straight, oh, John. Okay, I'll see. See what this cheap French wine does for you. It's mental. Well, you've been enjoying the cheap French wine. Yeah, to be fair. yeah, I have. I have. I mean, I remember I, the first time we went to the supermarket. We didn't need a lot because we had some. Stuff Won't be able to go there on August the first. No, but when we arrived there in December and we arrived at our, we were renting a house for Christmas and we arrived at it and we unloaded our stuff and we went to the supermarket because, you know, we thought we'd get some, we'd get some things for Christmas. So we went to the supermarket and we got some, some requirements, which was basically wine on a Christmas tree. Yeah. And we came back and we'd spent like 30 euros and we're like, fucking hell, France is cheap. Okay. Because everything else we needed was already there because we'd brought it from you know UK mm-hmm. and then the next time we went to the supermarket to buy actual food we thought holy fuck France is expensive <laughs> <laughs> so the only things cheap in France are one wine, two beer, three uh, glasses housing and housing mm. Yeah, that's about the only things that are cheap. Everything See, when else. you go to America, they've got the free things that you need to to to, to push a society forward, I guess. Cheap, nailed. No, no, nailed for the cheap, right? It's right. food, fuel, and uh, housing. Cheap in most states. Food, yeah. fuel, and housing. You yeah. got food, fuel, and housing cheap. You are you are able to do a lot with your society. Yeah. Um, Agreed. They are the fundamentals as far as I'm concerned. I mean, here in the UK, I don't know what it's like in France, but here in the UK, they're fucking pricing us out of petrol, like no tomorrow. Uh, pet- petrol has gone up. I think it's like 142 for a gallon, uh, for a litre of diesel at the moment. So, so 142 would be about, what, a pound, is it? A pound ten? We're, we're at pound thirty-two at Asda today. For, for diesel? Litre, for unleaded. For a litre of unleaded. Oh, no. Uh, diesel's well, okay. more expensive. Right. All oh, right, all right. So it's the other way around in Europe. Diesel's cheaper than yeah. uh, petrol. Petrol's about 162 here. Uh, right. That's probably on a par. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, but it's, diesel, it's Diesel is much cheaper here than it is in the UK. 
Well, put it this way. I know there was a lockdown, but during March, April time in 2020, I was paying 97p a litre. Yeah, yeah, I know. And now I'm paying £1.32 a litre. And, yeah, you know, it kind of doesn't sound like a massive dis- the difference. But when I've got you filling my 60-litre tank to capacity, oh, yeah. it's yeah. a big difference in yeah, price. It does. Um, and it's I understand that the lockdown, the initial one, was probably the reason it went down so much, supply and demand, so yeah. to speak. You know, loads of supply, no demand. Yeah. So they, um, it just it just plummeted through the floor. Um, Cranky Cockney says food has gone up in price, and it has, and they've shrunk everything which they have. So, like, do you know, do you know what a two finger Twix? You know, I, I bought a nine pack of two finger Twixes. Yeah, they're fucking they're this long, John. I've got to tell a terrible joke. Go on him. So. You used to call my girlfriend Kit Kat. Right. Why was that? You tell me, John. Four fingers. This man used to be a police officer, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Glasgow's finest. (laughs) Anyway, right, moving on. No, you wouldn't get that, though. You'd only get two fingers now, wouldn't you, for that price? (sighs) Yeah. Look at the size of Mars bar now, it's tiny. Yep. Yep. We now can't talk about food sizes, John. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I know you love me dearly. That's a pretty grin off your face. (laughs) (laughs) Right, anyway, we won't be using that as a show title, that's for sure. (laughs) What, just four fingers? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should. (laughs) should. Yeah, that's going to be the show title. Executive decision made. (laughs) Four fingers. (laughs) Right, where were we? Um, what time is it? It is. No, I don't know. Yeah. We're, at, we're at an hour and 25 into the show. That's not bad. It's not bad. We can wrap it up soon. What do you think? Yeah, give it another 10 minutes or so, and then we'll... Uh... Yeah, yeah what else we got to cover? Right. What else has happened? Um, there was... Uh, something else happened this week. Oh. So, is, did Boris Johnson renege on uh, getting rid of the... The uh, gas boiler thing. I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't look into it. Yeah, I've, been, I've been very busy this week, John. Yeah, I did some research on heat pumps. <laughs> As you do. 
you've got to. As, as you do. Is this for the lateral order conversation? Yeah, well, as part of the part of the thing for lateral order, I thought I'll have a look at heat pumps because I thought, you know, I knew something of heat pumps, and I'd had I'd had an interesting conversation last week with someone in France about heat pumps. Because you know how we were talking about buying a barn, and we were talking about how yes. we would heat it, and and everyone suggested get a heat pump because the government will give you a big grant, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I looked into it, and then I spoke to someone, and they said, no, 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 no. If you're Do buying a heat pump, no. If you're buying a heat pump, you need a super insulated house with no drafts. Because heat pumps don't put out any temperature. Right. So you've got to have, what you've got to have is underfloor heating, preferably, or Mm -hmm. very, very big radiators, okay? So you will not be converting any of your English or Scottish houses to heat pump unless you are a fucking idiot. I will say this, uh, actually, in that respect, uh, my, uh, my wife's best friend, they've been friends since childhood, right? Yeah, her husband's father walked out into the sea and uh, ended his Reggie Perrin. Huh? Did a Reggie Perrin? I'm not sure. Well, he walked out and died recently. Yeah, very recently. Yeah. Um, and he uh, left 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 the man a sizable amount of money. Right. And what he has done with this money, oh, or a big oh, chunk of it, is he has just had the entire ground floor and uh, of his house ripped up and had underfloor heating installed. Right. Okay. So, underfloor heating is good. Yeah. Right. Uh, especially if you put it in a heat pump. Right. Because heat pumps work on lower temperatures because they're they're pulling they're pulling heat from the air, effectively. Yeah. Now that's fine in the summer, but in the winter. When you when you actually need the heat, which is in the winter, and the air temperature is really cold, you don't get a lot of heat coming in. Because mm. even though it's only two degrees outside, that's still heat, and you can pull it in and 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 use it to heat stuff. But you won't get like high temperatures. You'll get like forty degrees or whatever out mm. your hot water. So you have to have a heat pump, and then you have to have a big storage vessel with the hot water in it, and then you have to have a pump and send it round the the heating system, which is fine. But you can't use that to heat your hot water for like washing because it won't get hot enough. Because you, you don't want you don't want a, a you know you don't want a temperature that's a, a shower that's running at twenty five degrees, do you? Mm. No. No you don't. So so heat pumps are a bit of a problem in a country like Britain. Therefore, and especially they're a massive problem when you don't have a well-insulated house. And they're a massive problem when you come to France because when you look at a French house and it's got two-foot-thick walls that aren't insulated at all because they're just solid stone walls. Yeah, but that's insulation within itself, to be fair. Yes, it is, but that, that... that is something that needs to be heated up, and a heat pump's never going to heat that up. True. So yeah, that's true. the problem. With a, that's the problem with a French house. If you've got a modern house with super insulated walls, with cavity walls, and you know all that, that's fine. But when it comes to a French house, it's never going to work. So the guys go, "No, what you want is a pellet burner." 
Okay. So, Shalini, hold on, let me just jump in here. Shalini, who lives in a, she owns a flat in Brixton, she says heat pumps won't work in flats either. Well, they will if you hang the heat pump on the wall outside the flat. But right. you've got to remember, you're going to either need a heat pump for every flat or a fucking plant on the roof that's going to do the whole thing. Right? I'm just waving at one of and, our... And the other thing you have to buy. remember... Yeah. The other thing you have to remember is fans are noisy. Yeah. And they get noisier with time. And yeah. every heat pump is this fucking big, huge fan. So they're going to yeah. piss people off, right? But anyway... So... If you put a heat pump in a in, in a regular French house and try and run it, it's going to cost you about sixteen hundred euros a year to heat the house. Okay, which isn't that bad. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I I will rephrase that. It costs you about sixteen hundred euros a year to heat a, a French house with gas. Okay. So the two alternatives are heat pump and. Uh, pellet burner now pellet burner is like a wood burning stove except it burns these pellets in this big hopper thing and you, you yeah. can put the whole thing outside the house see my it... my wife's mother's central heating is, is a wood burner in the living room yeah right like... so can you imagine that except it's outside and it burns pellets on a big hopper so you, you only fill it like once a week okay Yeah. it doesn't produce any, hardly any ash and it heats both your domestic hot water and your central heating. Yeah. Right? So you have that running 24-7, and then you've got this other thing. The other way of doing it is the heat pump. So the the the, the standard would be gas is €1,600. Yeah. The heat pump would cost you about €2,800. Okay. And the pellet burner would cost you about six hundred euros. So you know which one you're going to go for, right? Well, yeah. But why the fuck would anyone pick a heat pump? Because if if it doesn't work in France, it's not going to work in the UK because our houses are pretty similar in ah! most cases. Modern houses it might work in, but it's not going to work in other houses. So yeah, hold on. Let me look at. I, I don't know if I can show you this. What? This is Pudding Mill Station, uh, Pudding Mill Lane Station near Olympic Park. Uh, thank you. Oh no, it's not liking the fact that it's blue. It's flooded. It's completely oh, right. I, underwater. I think yeah. I saw that earlier on YouTube. I mean, it's completely underwater, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that. Um. So why why are you looking at other things when I'm talking? I'm because, very disappointed because my following in the chat told me to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I am I am paying attention to you. So why why are they not paying attention to me? <laughs> they are paying attention. So to you. heat pumps are not the way to go. So Boris is a fucking nutter when it comes to this carbon zero thing. It's not going to work. Well, the carbon zero thing's not going to work altogether. It's a fucking pipe dream. It's a no, pipe dream because we didn't build our world on a carbon zero idea. No, we, we didn't. We built our world on fossil fuels, and we yeah. did. Yeah. And even right down to the making of plastics involves fossil fuels, you know? Yeah. Um, and yes, the oil reserves one day somewhere in the future will run out if we keep tapping. Oh, oh, oh hold on. 
Hold on. Who said the Royal was episode one, right? Huh? Who said the oil reserves were run out? Well, I, you know, it's just I didn't say any time in our lifetime. Yeah, but oil was supposed to run out in 2000. Yes. The North Sea was supposed to be dry. I did. Saudi Arabia was supposed to have given up. What the, what the fuck's happened? Because they're still producing oil. Do you know they found they found a field underneath Gatwick Airport that right. they haven't they haven't tapped yet that, that they estimate yeah. to be three billion barrels. Yeah. Right. So, so one, there's two things here. One, oil won't run out because as it gets more expensive, it becomes easier to tap fields that you couldn't tap before. Exactly. Because they then become economically viable. Exactly. And secondly, oil wells that have previously run out are now found to be filled up again. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we. Oil's not running out. Peak oil, peak oil. Remember peak oil? Peak oil was a big thing in the 80s. Right. You know, the civilization's going to grind to halt. We're all going to be fucking zombie apocalypse. I was only alive for four months of the 80s. Sorry? I was only alive for four months of the 80s. Right. Okay. So everybody was going to be fighting each other because of peak oil. Because yeah. there wouldn't be anything left and we were all going to be struggling for food. So peak oil was a big thing and Peak oil's never happened. Never yeah. happened. Well, you that know was, what? That was 30 years ago, you know? I'm just saying, not in our lifetime, maybe not in our children's lifetime, maybe not in their children's lifetime. Uh, you know, things are finite, right? They're yeah. not unlimited. Things are finite, and one day oh. it, it will run out. However, we would have created viable alternatives long before that happened. Yeah. Right? The, the alternatives we have now are not viable. I'm sorry, but they're no, not. not. Even, even when it comes to cars, right? For example, if, if if he goes through with this plan of banning the sale of combustion engines, <laughs> we are fucking stuck. We, I like driving to Paris and back, which I can do on one tank in my car, by the way. Yeah, but uh, remember, it's only it's only new cars that he's banning the sale of. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, because, I know, I know. Because anybody buying those new cars is now completely limited in where they can go and how long they can drive for. Where yeah. before we could stop at a petrol station and fill up and keep going. You yeah. cannot do that with an electric car. Oh, you you, you you'll be you'll be you'll be overnight charging. Before I've, you I've can had, go on again. Well, you you won't be overnight, right? But I've had an electric car, okay? I had a full electric car. You poor bastard. No, I, at least I, I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll try it and see what it's like. And you know what? It was great fun. They drive really, really well. But see when you want to go anywhere beyond like 100 miles? Yeah. Then you're fucked. You're I... absolutely fucked. Because as soon as you go beyond 100 miles, you've got to start looking for charging sites, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the charging site, yeah, it only takes half an hour. Yeah, you plug it in, half an hour, it's charged, right? You then move on. But you can only then go another 100 miles before you have to plug in and charge again. So the thing is, your journey that was, what, let's say six hours, then becomes like 12 hours. So... You're not going to drive for 12 hours. You need to stop in between. So suddenly a one-day journey becomes a two-day journey. 
And if you have to go further, it, be, it, it just, I mean, if you, you wanted to travel Europe in an electric car, fucking hell, it'd be two weeks before you got to where you were going. So my friend, um, uh, my friend who is a, who is a police officer, um, yeah. actually, he had a Volkswagen Bora. It was diesel, right? Yeah. And he had the engine, we had it converted to have a second tank put in it. The yeah. Kabranov chip fat. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, and um, he had a, an ability to, with a flicking switch in the car, to flip between the two tanks. Yeah. Um, and there, there are. I mean, it stunk. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> because, because they'd use used chip fat. Yeah. Um, but, but, but there are there are ways. I mean, Vaughn here says uh, uh, the the hydrogen fuel cells are great, but the motor industry don't want them to come in. Um, I don't. I had a 4.6 liter V8 Range Rover. Yeah, and, I, so you and didn't was, get very far per mile. You you well, weren't very. It was actually fine because I had it converted to LPG. Oh, right. So it worked out. It was doing about 36 miles to the gallon. If you if you put it in, if you priced it in petrol, right? What I was paying for LPG, it worked out about 36 miles to the gallon. Now that's pretty good for a 4.6 liter V8 Range Rover. True. I mean, my I've got I've got a one point six liter Volkswagen Charan and it's petrol. Yeah. Uh, but I can get to Paris and back from here on one tank. Yeah. And that's sixty liters, and that's a seven seater car, and that's full up with people and my mobility scooter. Yeah. That's and I can cool. I can do Paris and back. Um, like I say, on, on one tank. So I'm well, quite happy with that. Well, I am. Um, that um, am that motorhome. Was a is a two point eight turbo diesel Ducato Fiat Ducato engine. Yep. And it went from Scotland to it went it went to the Midi Pyrenees in France, which is worked out about two two thousand two and a half thousand kilometers. Wow. And we did that on two tanks of diesel. That's pretty fucking economical. If yeah, you ask me, for, for, for a fucking motorhome, man, yeah. that is pretty fucking economical. That is impressive, in yeah. fact. So you're, you're not going to get that in, a, in an electric vehicle. You just can't get that distance. That's true. And Natasha says there, there just isn't enough used chip fat around because... Uh, <laughs> no, there isn't. It's just to, to power everybody's cars. Um, <sighs> they're... they're but the thing is, by the time the there is an actual crisis in the amount of oil that's available to us, alternative viable will be so far in the future that yeah. viable alternatives will be pound to a penny. You know. Yeah, we'll find them. We'll find. You know what? Humans, humans do that best. We haven't stuff. found they them. They make now. things work. We haven't found them now. Solar's no. not a viable alternative. Uh, we we'll them. We'll make it work. I mean, we've we've got uh, just off the coast. Uh, well, I say just off the coast, not of us. Of it starts in New Haven and then it goes out towards sort of the Isle of Wight. It's the world's biggest wind farm, right? EDF, yeah. I believe, have been building yeah. it. World's biggest wind farm. It's fucking huge. It's an eyesore off the coast of anywhere yeah. from New Haven to Brighton and along. Um, and what what is that? Pa- who where? Who's saving money from that? Like nobody. Nobody. What? What's right. the point? So the so here's a good point because your wind farm, the which Britain has the 
the world's premier wind farm fleet. It's like more wind farms than everyone else. Right. Everything's top notch. So for the last two weeks, Britain's wind electric production has been less than one percent of what's required. I mean, Natasha here just posed the question: Is don't those turbines cost more to produce than they will ever contribute? And Pro that's quite a possibility. And they're not very green because of the concrete. Right? Oh my god! I mean, how much pile driving and everything do they have to do into yeah. the seabed? And, and it's <laughs> the other thing. The other thing that gets me is while they were producing one percent. Where were we buying our, ex our extra needed electricity from? France, Russia. No, no. France, you were right the first time. And what is France using? No idea. Nuclear. Good. Yeah. So France, I, has, I, all I, this, France has all this nuclear power and it sells 16 to 20% of it to Britain every month. I'm not going to lie. I am a big proponent of nuclear power. Yeah, yeah, me somebody's, too. Somebody's coming into the, into the van there, John. Yeah, Andy's back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> is that the wife, John? Yes, that is the wife. Has she come to uh, tell you off, John? No, no. No, she's, keep quiet, sorry. She says she's going to keep quiet. She's just back. Back? Where have you been, Andy? Wait, wait. Come and speak to us. No, no I'm not. Sorry, right. you don't need to appear on camera. You can just sit at the side and chat. I was just in. Um... She was in with her friends having a chat. Yeah. The they've got a B&B &B in France. So we've got a B&B &B in France and we're parked in their kind of garden. When I say yeah. garden, I use the term loosely because it's like two acres. Gorge. So, uh, you, and you're helping the garden work? from what I understand. Sorry? You're helping them out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, enough, enough. <sighs> Jesus Christ, John, your wife has been in the van for two minutes and you're getting her to top up your wine. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yes. Andy, just, just to let you know, that is his third glass. His third. Yeah, that's his third part. first. <laughs> <laughs> How was it yesterday, Ben? Oh God, it was. Uh, it was. It, it was such a mixed bag. Uh, it was the speakers. I didn't agree with half of what they said, but like I said with John earlier on, you don't have to agree with everything people say to let them say it. Yeah. But um, lots of. Can you hear Andy, all right? Yeah, I can hear it fine. Yeah, all right. Okay. Okay. Lots of people um, very disappointed in what the event was. Um, well, you know, a static festival type protest. Um, but in my view, you know, my objective journalistic hat on, it raised the morale of the 50,000 or so people that were there. Um, they all, for the most part, had a good time. I mean, a lot of the complaints for, for people who weren't there who are watching it on live streams. But I can tell you, like, we spoke to so many people afterwards and they all seem to have really, really enjoyed it. But um, we had a front row seat. We were up in a press pit raised up above the crowd. I'll send John a, a selfie that I took of myself uh, above the crowd. It was it, that, that in itself, being above the crowd and having all their eyes on you was very intimidating. I will say that. Um, but it, it, it's... It, I see the wasted opportunity points. You know, you've got 
tens of thousands of people gathering together. And what we did was we stood in Trafalgar Square and we had a festival type rally. I see those points. I understand those points and I even sympathize with those points. But the people that were there, there was lots of cheering. There was chanting. There was group singing. And you could tell the morale was really, really high. Uh, and Natasha, who was with me, she's in the uh, she's in the chat right now. Uh, she loved it, and her husband loved it, and um, Luke, who was with me as well, they loved it. So I didn't agree with half the stuff. I said like, we need to stay on message. Would be something that I say like, stay on the vaccine passports. That is yeah. the big fight right now. But um, there was a lot of five G discussion and stuff like that, and it just didn't seem like the time and place. Yeah. yeah. So, so we were at the the thing yesterday in Puerto, and we didn't see any of the five G type stuff. No, it was, it was all about, all passports, about vaccine all. passports, not about Macron being a a cunt, basically, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Well, he is. Yeah, he I is, know, he yeah. is. He's, he's he's a screwball. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's an absolute. I I swear to God, he said something actually with earlier this week. Um. The. Something along the lines of um, I am not giving up any more of my freedom for the anti-vaccinated. <laughs> I'm sure Macron said he said something. I, I saw a statement. I can't confirm it, but I saw a statement. It's like, I'm not giving up any more of mine or my children's freedoms because so people won't get vaccinated. I read and I, I can't confirm this at the moment. Right. I read something that said the Republican Guard had all resigned. I couldn't tell you either. Right. Um, so the Republican Guard are the people that protect the president in 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 France, like kind of like the Secret Service. Okay, so I don't know if it's true or not. I've tried to, I've, I've looked it up, and I've not found anything yet. But it's probably not something that would be terribly broadcast, you know. No. But if the Republican Guard have all resigned and they're having to use like private contractors to protect Macron, that would be that would be a Big, 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 big statement. It would. And uh, the, the, the thing is, uh, those videos we saw from France earlier in the week uh, where, where, the, where the officers were taking off their helmets and joining the protesters, unfortunately, yeah. were not from now. They've yeah. been re- they've been yeah. repackaged, yep. uh, and then when the when the officers on Monday for did take off their helmets in London, the crowd yeah. cheered and yeah thought they were doing it in solidarity. They were just doing it because they were hot, and they were doing it because they were distracting the crowd. Yeah, it was it, yeah. it but it was thirty degrees, and they'd already been standing in these yeah. massive helmets for an hour. They were going to pass out. I think so, I think I think the Italian one was different because when you saw them, they took their helmets off and then they joined the crowd and started walking with them. Good, and that's what that's the thing is right. I, yeah. I, one of the points I like to try and make to the to the police officers it, when I speak to them, and I speak to them all the fucking time now, is is that you when you take that uniform off, you are one of us, and not only that, you have children too. Yeah, you know, officers have been a force too, uh, and brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and grandparents, relations, right? Yeah, and you and your family are not going to be spared. 
You might be, actually, because in France, the police officers are exempt from the pass sanitaire. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, they are, yes. Which which is ridiculous. The people have to having to enforce it don't have to have yeah. it themselves. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, um, but, but they're family members. This is all coming for them, too, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and when it comes to things like the school closures, the unnecessary school closures... Yeah, it was their family, their children. Right? Yeah. Oh no, they were key workers, so they might have got. But I can tell you, as a parent of a child who was finally allowed to return to school after we had to threaten them with legal action uh, because he is disabled and I am disabled, so he he should have remained in school the entire time, but they refused. Yeah. Um, they didn't school them, so. Yeah. When they when they were in there, it was coming in plain clothes. They played games and watched videos all day. They didn't learn anything, and they were in school. And they didn't learn. No, it let was, me, let me go one further. Let me go. Babysitting club wasn't it? But let me go one further. In fact, no actual teachers were on site. Everything was run by teaching assistants, including the office. All yeah, teaching. Teaching. And so I, I got I got banned from attending the school between May 2020 and December 2020. And uh, I can I can I can show you this letter. The reason I got banned was because I when when they were refusing to take my son back, as was their legal obligation, I asked to speak with the head teacher. And they said, I'm sorry, the head teacher's not here. And I said, so she, this it says this on the, on, on the letter as well. Yeah. Um, I said, so your head teachers would rather sit at home drinking boxes of wine than deal with vulnerable children. And that's what got me banned from the school. Yeah. How old are me? How old Banned from where? The school? The school. It was not a good school. Uh, oh, oh, are you back? Can you sorry? hear me? Yeah, yeah, I just I I lost the uh, audio for a second there, and then it's come back. I don't know what's going on tonight. We haven't had, to be honest, we haven't had many glitches tonight at all. Not since that the beginning. The beginning was all like the truth. Then is that what they're saying? No, they don't like the truth. Nobody likes the truth. (laughs) But we're here to deliver the truth whilst John gets pissed. Yeah. And I think right, anything else to cover? Are we done for the evening? I think we're done until Wednesday. Yep. Um, and so. on Wednesday, will you be uh, sober? Probably. No. Vote <laughs> 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 of confidence there from from your wife, John. <laughs> he told me earlier, Andy. He told me he was going to go on a fast. Oh. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been rethinking it. He's <laughs> changed his mind already. Well, the so I thought I might, I might wait until after the weekend, then go on a fast because then it's the, it's like the, the summer break, so I could do my fast. At he that wants point. to do his, he wants to do his fast in, in line with the Grand Prix. Um, um, I yeah, I know, I, I know it's quite sad, but yeah, it's, it's the, sad. it's the, it's the only thing I actually watch. I've just run out of water, so I really do think it's a good time to end the show. <laughs> so, chasing, 
Chasing Descent, episode 10. Well, I can't believe we're here already. I can't believe we're at 10 already, yeah. No. And we've both now been out on protests. Yeah, well, I, I've been to two this week, John. I've driven I've driven two hours and two, no, two, hours, I, two hours back to London twice I'm, this fucking week. I am not I am not putting myself in your category whatsoever, but at least we went out and we did it <laughs> and we had a look, you yep. know? Um, we reported back, so it was it was interesting. It was uh, it was good. I think the French the French are the French are definitely fired up. Uh, and good. There was a, a good um, a good spread of uh, age and everything uh, uh, among the people that are protesting. So that's good. It's not just one group, but I yeah, mean, it's the same. It's the same here, right? It's all ages, all races, all religions, yep. and they all yep. come together. And that's never mentioned. All you, all far right anti vaxxers fuck off. Yeah. So it's good night from me. John in a van in the middle of well not in the middle of France in southwest France and it's good night from me me in a, in a behind the stud wall I built in my bedroom so that I can uh, it's it's not a cupboard yet but when I move into the new studio I'm giving it to my wife as a walk-in wardrobe so uh yeah my cupboard good night from my cupboard it's a Excellent. cupboard it's a cup. It's good night from us. Yeah. Good, night. <laughs> good night, John. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks. A second hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. Roll up the carpet from the floor. I don't want to be your prisoner no more. I want liberty. Liberty on my conditions. Take away those drums, they're too loud. Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd. I want liberty without. Take away that job, I don't want to work I'll stay at home and play in the dirt I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions Your line, I want liberty without conditions. Work on the docks or down a hole. Come out at night and pray for your soul. I want liberty without conditions. I want liberty on my conditions.
diamonds out underneath those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions 